What is going on, everybody? Welcome. Yeah, it's, it's been it's been over a week since I've come back and done one of these. It's just been so hectic. Um, even tonight, I'm going to try to keep it 20 to 30 minutes. I always say that. I'm starting a little sooner. Tomorrow, good news for me, I am getting off on time. So, And then I'm going to do some things. So at least I, I won't feel like I'm just overworked. Because Saturday will be working again. will be another crazy day. That being said, who cares about my life? Let's get on to it. So, league news. We obviously had a trade. We had another trade tonight, or last night. But we had a trade where uh, Christian McCaffrey and Patrick Mahomes get sent to me for Kenyon Drake, Jonathan Taylor, who I really was hoping. You know, I really, really like Taylor. I have him in every other league I'm in, except for this one, obviously, that I just traded him. But I have high hopes for him, him next year. I thought with... Uh, with Mac going down, Marlon Mack, that and he did for a few games. He actually got the work, most of the work, and then it's not like he played bad. They literally just started re- restricting his carries. He his average wasn't bad. He he made some plays, and the, I don't know what's their obsession with using Wilkins. Tonight he was terrible. He had like one good carry in the fourth quarter. Um, he didn't do anything. At least Taylor on a fourth and one, when he was up, he got the first down. He found a way to fall forward. Wilkins lost yards. I don't get it. I don't know what if Frank Reich has something against it. Is he doing something inside the locker room? Is he? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So it's frustrating as a, 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 a guy who really likes to watch Taylor, liked to watch him his last year in college, and was excited for him to come out, especially with that team, that O-line. Um, if you give him 20 carries a game and he can catch his first game, he had six catches, you know, so I thought he was going to get involved in the passing game, but yeah, they didn't use him tonight very much. I, I don't think that that offense is better in a three running back attack. Now, Naheem Hines, he played great tonight. Tonight, he looked like the better back. So I am totally cool when a guy looks good to keep him. He looked fast when he was getting the ball and he was hitting those holes quick. Now, he doesn't do that every game. There's times that he looks slow or he runs right into the tackle and misses the hole. So he's had a couple – I think this is a third game this year where he's he's been really lights out, and I think that was a good choice. But even then, if it's like the Ravens, how they're going with J.K. Dobbins and Edwards, you can go with two backs. You know, Two backs works fine for fantasy purposes and your team. For three, I just don't – nobody can get in a rhythm. Taylor and Wilkins – they both had one good game this year when they got the majority of the carries, right? And even Wilkins, Taylor at least, went for over 100 yards and, and had a solid performance. Wilkins went for 80 um, on 20 carries. It's I just, yeah, Hines has his role, and I'm just frustrated with that. So anyways, as I always do, I go way over. Taylor, Drake, and I don't know what Austin's going to do. And he got Joe Burrow and a third-round conditional pick. As I mentioned, if... Um, Christian McCaffrey has to play. Doesn't he can go out and score one point per game? It's not about points. He doesn't have to play impact or anything. But if he goes and plays every playoff game that I play, and uh, I win the championship, Austin will get the twelfth overall pick, which would be the first round, my first round pick, um, not the one from Brian. Um, it would be the first round, the twelfth overall for winning the championship. And if I don't, it goes to a third round pick. So there was a chance too. It's a gamble. There was a chance McCaffrey might have. Um, he did get a second opinion, and it looks good for now, but it seemed like he might actually miss the rest of the year, depending on what that second opinion said. So 
at least I figured, you know what, I would lose a third-round pick to get Mahomes. Obviously, you saw Tannehill tonight. He has some tough matchups, and I still think he's a solid quarterback, but there could be times he disappears. So it's a safe play for both of us. Good play for him. He gets a third-round pick. He can keep Burrow next year under contract. He can keep Taylor if he wants to see how Taylor looks um, the rest of the season. If they do decide to give it to him, I can't see next year them going in and going, yeah, we're going to keep Wilkins and still give this three running back. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Frank Wright can do whatever he wants. He's the coach. But So that was one trade that went down. And the other one was tonight, Tom Brady. Steve and Jacob, Tom Brady for Miles Sanders. It's a very interesting trade. It's a fair one. I think it's it all all trades are fair based on what you need and what the other guy wants. Um, looking at you look at the roster, you go, why would Steve give up a running back when he's not running back heavy and has two quarterbacks? Well, if you look at um, Lamar Jackson, he's got a few tough matchups coming up, but once they make the playoffs, when Steve should. You know, I'm not saying he's get a 100% lock, but he's pretty close. I think he's one win away from almost uh, clinching a playoff spot. He's got, um, in the playoffs, Lamar Jackson's got great matchups. Great matchups. So, But he's got like three tough ones. And then uh, Cam Newton has some good and bad. And in the playoffs, not all of his matchups are great. And we don't even know if he's going to continue to be the quarterback, how he struggled uh, a few games. He played well last game. Got over 28 points, I think. But... Brady has a great playoff schedule. So if you're looking at it that way, you look at it and go, okay, week 14, 15, 16, at home against Minnesota, at Atlanta, those are dream matchups. And then at Detroit. So that could be playing Brady and Lamar Jackson. They If they're each dropping 30 points plus, he, having a running back issue. And if, like I said, if he makes the playoffs, he should have Austin Eckler back by then. So he might be looking at it going, hey, you know what? I got the receivers. I got enough receivers where I don't need two running backs. I'm just thinking – I didn't talk to Steve. This is just me thinking if I was his his manager or GM and if it was my roster and why I would make that deal. If you look at the schedule, you just go, okay, by playoff time, he will have Chris Carson back. You know, fantasy – God's willing, he should have Chris Carson back. They keep saying that, you know, and that's what's funny is that's why t- you saw that I put DJ Dallas on the trade block just in the fact that he's got to have some value because Carson, two weeks in a row now, Pete Carroll has said, oh, that Carson is going to practice this week. He said that two weeks ago, and I actually dropped DJ Dallas because I was like, okay, you know, I used him for one game. Uh, he's a good backup, but, you know, if Carson's back, he's not as effective. And I picked him back up because – Carson didn't practice all week, like Pete said. And then this week, I was tempted to drop him because Pete Carroll did say, I think Sunday or Monday, oh, Chris Carson will practice this week. And at the current moment, here on Friday, he did not practice again, non-participant, all week. So now it's like, okay, is Carson going to be back at all? I mean, I'm sure he will be. I'm expecting him to be. So if Steve looks at it, he's going, hey, I got Lamar Jackson, Tom Brady. In the playoffs, I will have Chris Carson, Austin Eckler, Chris Godwin, C.D. Lamb, Julio Jones. So that's that's a really good roster right there. That is championship worthy. And what I mean is we've seen teams who are 11-2 and two lose in the playoffs. So, and they were championship worthy and they were the favorites. Um, I, I want to say the last regular season title winner to win the championship was Matt when he won uh, the, the Solomon and the regular season title. 
almost didn't get presidents, almost did, almost pulled off the triple crown. He did not, but he was the last, and what was that? Um, five seasons ago? After this championship, it'll be six years ago. So five seasons ago, Matt won it all, and he's the last regular season champ to do it. So we've had guys with 10 wins, nine wins. My, myself, I had 10 and three last year. I was out in the second round after the bye week. So when I see a roster like Steve's, that's when you go, okay, it is. It is championship worthy. It's better than what Elijah's was last year, and Elijah's made it to the finals. It, is it as good as Austin's? I'm not going to say so. When Austin had McCaffrey and Mahomes and Darius Leonard, and they were all playing last year, that was a deadly uh, triple threat combo, and that's why he won the title uh, very fittingly um, and deservedly. But yeah, I, I would say having those guys, because um, Cam Newton, if you look at his playoff schedule, he's going to be at the Rams, which could be tough for him. New England doesn't have a lot of weapons, we'll see. And then at Miami, which has been a disaster for some guys uh, this season, so including Jared Goff. So that's why you look at it and you go, okay, that move makes sense. It does not make sense for this week. But Steve, uh, at 7-2, and two, I honestly don't think he needs to win another game. He, I'm sure he would love – he's still fighting for that, that uh, first and second seed. He's only one game back of the first seed. Um, we played head-to-head, but that doesn't mean anything regardless who wins. It's about points scored at the end when it comes to trying to secure the top seed. Um, so Steve still has a legit shot at a bye week, and so I think he's still playing for that. On the off chance he doesn't get it, I still think this is a good move. I think for quarterback play, to have quarterbacks that can have good schedules, that is a top priority, more so than running backs. And if you look at his team, you're going to say, okay, let's pretend playoffs started tomorrow. He's going to go Julio Jones, Chris Godwin. He might go T. Higgins. Um, His tight end will be Thomas. We'll see if that stays. We know Blake Martinez. And then Lamar Jackson and Tom Brady with Chris, Chris Carson and Austin Eckler. So that's that's a good a good roster right there, man. That that's to me, that can win a championship. I'm not gonna be shocked if Steve wins. So great move. Now, to, for this Sunday, probably not the best move. You know, he probably doesn't need it. He oh goodness. There's a pincher bug in here, and my cats are playing with it. It shouldn't hurt them, but man, they get so excited when they see a bug in here. So I'm going to have to walk around, try to get this bug out. Sorry, kitties. So give me a sec, because if I pause it, it messes everything up. Come here, you dumb bug. Give me a sec. Almost done. We got it out. I apologize for that. Nobody likes dead air and nobody likes some guy moving around his chair is trying to get a bug out of his house. Get that food. Okay. So as I was saying, let's get to now Jacob's team, which I love the move for Jacob because he doesn't need Brady. He made the trade earlier, like we said, where he traded um, Deshaun Watson, who's a top level quarterback. Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray are about as good as quarterback combos you can have in this league. And then he stumbles upon Justin Herbert, which has been amazing. I love Herbert. Um, I tried to trade for him, couldn't get it done, you know, and Herbert, now he was able to afford to make that deal. So he had Brady. He was snake bitten last week. Jacob, he's going, hey, man, if Jacob plays Kyler Murray, he wins last week. So I know he's not happy with that performance by Brady. 
even if Brady had a good game and Jacob wins, I still think looking at the the matchups, you're like Herbert has three dream matchups. Herbert will have a great playoff matchup. And Kyler Murray, good week one, two, and three, regardless of what the defenses are. At, he's at home against Philly and the Niners. I think he already torched the Niners week one, and that's with Bosa. So I really think that um, he's going to have a pair of uh, outstanding quarterbacks. He doesn't need Tom Brady. Regardless of matchups, he does not need Tom Brady, and I don't think he would probably even trust Tom Brady at this point in the playoffs after what just happened to him last week. So now you take Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, Herbert, Kyler Murray, Michael Thomas, Allen Robinson. <laughs> I mean, even looking at it right now, you're like, how is this guy five and four? You know, how is this guy not nine and one or uh, eight and one or whatever? Nine and zero. Oh. He easily could be. Last week, though, no. I'm not going to say that. I, I don't think Jacob should be undefeated. He did lose um, last week a game that uh, it just it just wasn't his week. You know, it was one of those freak things. Brady should have had a good game. But either way, um, who did he lose to? What was last week? Was it you, Dino Dan? I want to say Dino Dan beat him. Yes, Dino Dan beat him 161 to 125. If Brady goes out and has 25 points, he still loses. So I'm not going to put it all on Brady. It didn't help for, for that. Um, but yeah, he, Dino Dan deserved that victory. He scored he well enough to, to get that win. And that was just a tough week for Jacob. But that being said, looking at his roster now, I mean, that, 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 is, that is a lineup that I am confident going in. I am confident in my lineup. I am confident in Jacob's lineup. I am confident in Steve's lineup. I am confident. I mean, we're not even talking about Dino Dan yet. I'm going to get more on Jacob. Then I'm going to get to Dino. And then I'm going to get to Christian. And I still want to talk about Brian, who's still in the thing. It's like even Austin. Before he made the trade, I mean, Austin might be like, you know what? He's going to get what he can because it's t- – I'll cover all that. Because I, I don't know if I'll get into the matchups. I know it's Friday's show and usually we do. Um, it's tough week to week. I like to talk about the matchups. Um, but sometimes it's just – it takes such a long time. And look, it's almost – yeah, I've gone already gone way over and I'm not even hitting everything yet. So looking at Jacob's roster with Herbert and Murray and then who's he got? He's got Alvin Kamara, the best running back right now in fantasy this year. DJ Chark, if he's healthy, uh, Debo Samuel, when he comes back, he will be back within two weeks. My, I mean, you you just look at it right now. If the playoffs started right now with his team, he would go Herbert, Miles Sanders, Alvin Kamara, Allen Robinson, Michael Thomas, Rob Gronkowski, I'm assuming James Conner in the flex, and Kyler Murray, and then whatever defense he wants to plug in. With Kendricks, that's, that's a championship lineup. This could be Jacob Shear. You know, this could be it. This could be the one. I think this is probably the best on paper roster he's had. He's had teams where he had the best record. He's won the regular season title. He's won the um, in the same year. He came so close to winning it all. He won the President's Trophy. You know, so he's gotten uh, the awards. He's gotten the pats on the back. He's had the, the dream season and it just didn't work out. But I still think this is the best roster on paper that I've seen. So it's very impressive. I think the move was Great. I think this is a, one of those trades where you go win on both sides. You Like I said, looking at first glance, if you don't study everything, you're going to go, oh, man, what is he thinking, dude? You just gave up Miles Sanders and you need a running back. You know, you got quarterbacks. I, how much do you trust Cam? You know, I, I at times that was against a Jets defense and, a, you know, and in a, a good performance. But he's had other teams where he has struggled. And Steve, the last thing he needs with some of the moves he made is to just go – 
one and done. You know, if he goes out, if anybody goes out in the playoffs, it's frustrating. But when you go out to a team, you know, like when Elijah was on his run last year, there was no shame when Brian lost. I had no shame when I lost to Elijah in that second round. His team was hot. You know, he scored over uh, 190 or almost 200. And then he scored like 179, 180 against Brian. And this was his out super flex. So that's a lot. And there's no shame in that, you know, that, that you just went against a guy who had a great week. But when you go out there and if you're in the playoffs and you had a – everyone I've mentioned so far has had a really incredible season to go, I lost because Cam Newton put up nine points, you know, and Brady goes out and has 30. I don't think Sanders would have carried you because you're like – if we talked about Steve's team with Julio and everyone else, he doesn't need Sanders. He does now, but he won't in a few weeks. He will have Carson and Eckler, and it's like you can't make trades then. So I really like the move. And like I said, Jacob's team looks outstanding after this move. We just got to see Michael Thomas play more and get more involved and Alvin Kamara. And looking at their their lineup, like who do they go? Who, who's he got to go against? Yeah, that uh, I it says the Eagles at Philly week 14 and week 15 at home against KC. And those are two teams that are really good against the pass. But with this, they haven't gone against the Saints. You know, sometimes you throw that, you got to throw that out. You can't always play, oh, well, man, they're so good. It's always game dictation. Um, the Chiefs are great against the pass, yet Carr uh, lit them up. Henry Ruggs and Aguilar ran all over them. So you're telling me Michael Thomas can't do the same? Hey, hey, what are you guys doing? Stop. My cats are arguing over something. So that is Jacobs. Let's get to Dino's team. Let me try to speed this up some. I mean, yeah, no, I can't do a show tomorrow. I mean, Saturday, I don't think – I've done a few shows where we had them on Saturday, and I thought the final total like was like one or two people listened to it. So it's like I don't even know if people even knew. I don't want to do a Saturday one, so let me try to get this quick because I can't stay up late Friday night. I do work Saturday morning. Uh, let's see. Dino Dan. Okay, so Dino Dan is first place in his division right now. Let's go over his roster. We've talked about his team, how good it is. Drew Brees looked great last week. This is what I loved about Dino Dan. I know we all have good running. I think Alvin Kamara and Sanders, and Sanders hasn't played enough this year, and there is t- there are times where the Eagles will throw in another running back. Maybe they'll use Goddard or Zacherts. I don't know. I don't know what to expect with the Eagles, but we know Sanders is good. Kamara and Sanders is, excuse me, a very good combination. But this season, with all healthy, the bet. My goodness, Cat, what are you doing? I don't know what he ate. My goodness. So um, this combination of Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones, when we started the year, I said it was one of the best combinations, and it looks even better now. Dalvin Cook, we know he ain't going anywhere at the end of this year. Dino Dan got him, drafted him this year. He was, uh, I think, the third overall pick, I want to say. Outstanding pick for Dino. Um, he's been he's been amazing. What The, the crazy thing is at least th- this last week, think about it. Jacob at one point it looked like he was going to win early in the projections as the games were going on. It looked like he was going to win, and then Dino took the lead. But there was a possibility to, that when I was looking at that, I'm like, oh, man, I, Dino Dan is going to have another 50-point performance and might lose. You know, he had the 56 a couple weeks ago and scored 190, and he didn't get the victory. This time he got the 52 points and still was able to hold on to the win. But Cook has looked outstanding. Now he's got a tough matchup on Monday Night Football. That one is tough at Chicago. But, you know, obviously you're playing him. I still think he's going to get his. Uh, and Aaron Jones, great running backs. 
with Breeze and Goff, Goff at times, Goff is hard to figure out. I know he's a good quarterback, but I'm saying the game script, the the plan, what they do at times has thrown me off, so I can't project Goff. But Buda Baker has been outstanding. I'm glad he didn't get hurt. He got injured for a little bit last week, and I thought, oh, man, that's really going to hurt Dino. But he ended up playing. Cooper Cup, Claypool, all of them, all you know, all talented players. But what I like most about Dino Dan's team is also his depth. So if the playoffs came today, I want to imagine it would go Breeze, Cook, Jones. That's about as good as a three you can get. I know Breeze is not a uh, deep ball man. He's not um, – he doesn't have Justin Herbert's arm. But he's still getting over 25 points per game on the season. So you go Breeze, Cook, and Jones. Receivers, who's he going to throw out there? I got to imagine Cup, right, first-round pick. You got to think Amari Cooper. Andy Dalton will be back. And in the playoffs, they're at Cincinnati. So Andy Dalton might be trying to get you know, a revenge game. At home against San Francisco, who's given up a lot against the pass. And then at home against Philly. And Amari Cooper in Dallas against Philly has lit them up like a, tr- a Christmas tree. So – Going into the playoffs, Cooper has great matchups, and I'd prefer it if Andy Dalton does it. Give him some more time. I know he didn't look great that first game, but that's because he got rocked, and it was a very good – the Redskins are one of the best pass defense in the league this year. So you can't just say, oh, it's just Washington, Andy Dalton's bad. No, it's not that. But I would assume it would be Amari Cooper, um, Cooper Cup, Smith as his tight end. Maybe – who do you want to throw in there? Is it Hollywood Brown? I would say Sanders. It depends on matchup. Goff, the Steelers D, which has been the best this year. And Buda Baker, who's been one of the best defensive players. Who's saying that that team can't win any week? He was the second highest scoring team last week. That that roster can win any week. So Dino Dan's team still looks amazing. We don't know if there's any more trades. I know he doesn't have a lot of picks left to make trades, but he does have depth. You know, there, there's depth. There's always... Um, there's always 2022. You know, we do, it does keep track up to all the way up to 2023 if you want to gamble that much. But it's hard. It's hard trading future first round picks when it's not like a dynasty league. Because then you go, okay, I know who I have set. It's easy to do that then. It's hard to do that in a situation like now where you go, um, I'm going to um, trade my first round pick in two years and you don't realize who's a free agent yet. Because you might be trading, you know, a guy and maybe someone um, will only be kept one year. And that year up, there's four or five, like this year. This coming draft is going to be outstanding. It's almost like a reset. There'll still be a lot of talent, right? Dalvin Cook will be kept by Dino. A lot of um, new rookies will be kept. uh, And quarterbacks will be kept. So we'll see. But I'm saying there is so much talent this next draft. And when you can project that, that's why you don't want to trade picks multiple years in a row sometimes. Just sometimes. So that still is a possibility. We could see if Dino maybe trades some of his players from depth that might be able to be kept to try to improve at any holes he sees. But his team is looking good. He's one of the highest scoring teams. Let's talk about the next team, Christian from Tua, Infinity, and beyond. So he's got Tua starting this week. I need to see more on Tua. He did exactly what I expected. I thought he would do similar to this against the Rams when he did the Cardinals. Both defenses are excellent, but they really – vanilla that offense for him they really kept it simple and then the defense took over for the Rams and he wasn't needed that game and then they did hand it off a lot but look at these matchups at home against the Chargers at Denver at the Jets those teams are some of the worst pass defenses then in the playoffs at home against Cincinnati and at home against Kansas City and at home against New England 
I can't think of – now, Tua is going to get his feet wet. He is going to get it going. I think he's going to have a really big game. I, I'm hoping – remember, I've had these feelings, and I've been wrong plenty of times, especially this season. This has been a wild season. But I have a feeling that that Charger-Dolphin game is going to have some really high-power offenses. Both quarterbacks are going to look amazing for rookies, and I think they're going to open some eyes to be like, wow, these guys are studs. And you're going to be like – any team next year, Jacksonville Jets – sorry, Sam Darnold – uh, you're going to see them go, we need to get grab Justin Fields. We need to get um, Trevor Lawrence. We need to get these guys in here now because you want this, the excitement these guys bring. And I think Tua, if he plays like I expected him to, like he did last week, that's what I thought he would be, get away. And, and every, you know, I'm not, I didn't make this up. I heard someone else make this analogy and I loved it. And it, it totally fits because I seen, I watched him play at Alabama and uh, he's like a Russell Wilson. A little taller, you know, a little bit about an inch taller, uh, Russell Wilson, and he is. And not that he can scramble very good or very well, but he does scramble good enough to get away. Um, he avoided several sacks last week to get out, made like a 17-yard run. He had one where he got out, scrambled, made a big throw, I think, to Parker. So he he does those kind of things to where some average guy might get sacked and Tua finds a way to get away. So that's what I expect the rest of the year. I expect him to get 20 points per game, if not even more, with some of these good matchups. And especially when it's Kansas City and Cincinnati, teams that can score, and he's at home. So it's going to be fun. I can't wait to watch the Dolphins play more. I love Tua. Uh, I think that that that's Christian is set at quarterback. He's got Tua. Now, he also has Matt Ryan. Now, Matt Ryan's on a bye. So I'm assuming next week, what does Kruger do then? He's got Tua. Melvin Gordon, we know he'll be in. Who's his running back going to be? Chase Edmonds? Will Edmonds be – even if Edmonds, when Drake comes back, I still think Edmonds is going to get 40 to 50% of the work. So he's not a bad play. Remember, we talked about that before. When you have superstar receivers, you don't need to have two elite run. You can't have everything. And so you don't need to have it. And so Christian will go, okay, I got Edmonds and Gordon. Give me 10 to 15 points each, you guys, and I'm set. You got Tua. You got DeAndre Hopkins. You're going to have – Stefan Diggs, you're going to have Tyreek Hill and Calvin Ridley if Calvin Ridley presumably becomes back healthy. But who who do you sit? Do you play those or do you play Matt Ryan and sit Diggs? Do you base he Christian's in a situation that is a good one for fantasy guys. This is what you like. In my other dynasty team, I have a bunch of young guys and I have about 3 more than I know what to do with. I don't have enough room to play them all. So you juggle them based on matchup or who you feel like watching. That's a good thing because even if you make the wrong choice, you still know, hey, man, I still put out a talented guy. It's better that than when you go, who am I going to look on the waiver wire this week? You know, when you have to look at the waiver wire, unless you have injuries, but if you're going, who do I have to scrape up to grab this week to see? That's when it can be kind of painful. But he's got plenty of talent. Christian's team with Wagner and the Ravens D, I mean, that that you could, he could win. He could easily do it. He can easily go for his second title. You know, I mean, yeah, it's just outstanding. Elijah and Nick are both done. They can both still play spoiler and try to to win. Um, they both come close in games. Um, Nick several times has come close. Elijah came close. Eric has still a chance to play spoiler. Uh, last week I thought he put on a – was it last week? Yeah, I think last week he put on a good performance. Um, so we'll see if he can still sneak one out. But those three are also – do you really want to? I know it's fun to play spoiler, but every lotto ball matters. If I'm Eric, Nick, and Elijah – I'm like Eric is. I'm saying, hey, make me an offer. I'll make a trade. Help your team. Help me for next year. And we'll just move on from there. And if I win, cool. You know, it's nice if I can spoil, if I can beat a a top-ranked team just to have a little fun, you know, that one week. 
the main thing to me is if I ever, whenever I'm down with the year that um, I had one year where I was like, I was four and five or four and four and didn't win a game the rest of the year, including the consolation, you know, bowl. I didn't win it. That can get frustrating. But to me, it was like, okay, I just don't want to have zero. I don't want, nobody wants to be the one team to never get a win. So once you get that first win out of the way, I guess the rest doesn't matter. You got your win, you know, you got it. You don't have to worry about having that goose egg at the end of the season. And now you just worry about collecting draft balls, you know. And so I think Eric, Nick, and Elijah are all in that boat. If you're looking for a trade, hit them up. Uh, I know you could probably work some kind of deal. Um, Eric, like I said, he's got Juju. If you want a top receiver, he's got Juju there. You can make a trade for that. You can, trust me, remember, you can split the contract. You can eat a year. Um, He's got, I think he's got, after this year, two more years left. But if you take him, you can get it to where you only get him for one year and the rest of yours fall, you know, Eric eats one year, the other two fall off. I mean, there's so many deals you can make if you're looking for guys. So don't just let the contracts um, stymie you from making a deal. So that, who else is left? Oh, yeah, that's it in that division. It's Dino and Christian fighting for that division. Anyone that has seven wins at this point, um, you didn't clinch because Austin and Bryant still have four wins, but you're pretty close. There's four games left, and if you have seven wins, you have a three-game lead. Um, so you're looking at just trying to get that last win. For the most part, remember, seven wins is usually in the playoffs. Last year, six wins was in the playoffs. I don't see that this year. I don't see six wins with with Steve and Mario and Dino and myself already all at seven. One, two, what is that? Four teams already with seven. That means there's two teams left, right? And you got who's in it? You'd go, I, right now it would be Christian and Jacob. Mario's only a no, – Mario. Um, Mario's already got seven. Oh, yeah, I didn't even talk about Mario's team. I got to hit up Mario too. But if you look at it, Jacob, the top-scoring team, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to win every game from here on out. I think he'll finish either 9-4 and four or 8-5. and five. At worst, he could lose one more because he does have to play um, – I believe he plays Brian again. He plays me one more time. He either plays Austin or Brian one more time. And Austin and Brian – let me see. I'm going to check Brian's schedule. Who does he play? Yes, the last game of the season. That will be amazing. The last game of the season will be Brian and Jacob. Uh, we will see what the playoff ramifications are. If Jacob wins a cup the next two weeks, if he wins this week um, and wins next week, that game might not have as much meaning because he might. that'll already give him seven, and he's um, beating Brian right now by uh, 70 points. That can be made up. But I just can't see Jacob's team not scoring enough. Like Brian might be able to score 190 or 200 like he did last week. Last week he was the highest scoring team. But that's going to be tough to do that every week from here on out to try to surpass Jacob. And it's going to be tough to think Jacob's going to have another bad week, especially now that he made that deal to only get better and his other guys are getting healthy. So let me talk about Brian. I'll get to his team. The trade he made for Deshaun Watson was excellent. I mean, look at it. Look, let's go through Brian's team. Watson, A. Robinson, I think he's top three. Yeah, he's the fourth overall running back right now. A. Montgomery, B. But we know he can be a, a lead back. Will Fuller, I'm still kicking myself for cutting him. The stupid injury report made it sound like he was hurt again. And then I cut him, and an, an hour later, Brian grabs him, and then they two hours later, they say, oh, it was it's not as bad as we thought. Well, why even report the dang thing then? So, Will Fuller, A. Lockett, 
he's an A with a question mark. Like he can go from seven points to 64 points. You have no idea, but still like him there. Waller, we know is an elite tight end. McKenzie uh, is is slash receiver slash running back. He's everything for Washington. And then McLaurin, Raquan Smith. This could be a bad. Titans only got four points. I was shocked there in defense uh, this week. So that that's the only thing. But then he's got Noah Font. He's got Jerry Judy. DeAndre Swift, he's got some young guys that if the contracts, I think he has some expiring contracts. Yeah, so he's going to have plenty of young talent for next year, going to next year draft. But Brian's team just scored 223 or 233. He was one of the highest scoring last week. To say he couldn't get in the playoffs and do that like Elijah did last year would be a lie. We just covered his roster. It's about the matchups and the good timing. He's got running backs that are the top running backs on their team. He's got an elite tight end. He's got two, three receivers that can all go for 30 points that week. Lockett, we've seen him go for more. But he's got receivers that can go for 30 points. Everything on his roster, if I went in the playoffs, if my roster started his roster right in the playoffs, I would not go, oh, I got this. You know, Really, no time in fantasy should you feel like you have this. I'm going against Nick this week. He made a great move to get uh, Baker Mayfield. And he's got a shot. He's got a shot to win. Projection shows it me like a 20-point favorite, but there's no guarantee there. Tannehill did not play great. There's no guarantee. He I looked at the I look at the rosters and I seen it and I said, hey, Nick has a legit shot to drop 180 to 190, maybe even 200, like Brian just did. You never know what your defense and defensive Fred Warner can go off. So you never know what to expect. So to just sit there and go to dismiss Brian's team as not making the playoffs when he's only right now um He's a game out and also 70 points out. So he needs to, if he wants to jump Jacob in that seed right now, he has to have Jacob lose, which I don't think is happening this week. But he also has to have Jacob lose, and then he has to win and score outscore Jacob by 70 points. So at this point, he's still out, but he's right there. I mean, right there, and we covered his roster. That roster can beat anyone. It's not my favorite, but I'm not, I just looked at it, and I like I said, I don't see a hole. Montgomery would be the biggest one to where you're like, eh, you know, he's getting the carries, but what if the game script pulls him out? Tennessee, he had 14 carries. He couldn't get it going. Against the Rams, 14 carries. He couldn't get it going. Against Tampa Bay, 10 carries. He did have a touchdown and seven catches. So he does get receptions as well. So that saves him. He's not like Derrick Henry where he just totally gets shifted out of the game if the, the game gets out of hand. But he's had games where he can't get it going because the quarterback play is in in um, – inadequate at times and if they fall behind but look at his matchups all green at home against minnesota at green bay who just got lit by um dalvin cook at home against detroit then at home against houston houston is terrible against running backs so montgomery has favorable if brian gets in he's got favorable matchups with some superstar talent getting deshaun watson really changed things i like brady but brady would go real high or real low real high real low Deshaun Watson, he can run, he can throw, he's got the, a stronger arm, he's got Will Full. I mean, don't get me wrong, Brady's got weapons too, so I'm not going to use that. But Darren Waller, or yeah, Waller, Waller the baller, it, it's, yeah, I, I don't, I, that this is why I really, really want to win this division and get that first round by. I don't want to play someone like Brian in the first round. I don't want to play Christian in the first round. You don't want to play Steve in the first round. We covered their teams and how deadly they are. Um, cause then you got, you know, this is like, I don't know if anyone ever watches the show chop. I watch chop. 
I watched some of the, the holiday baking shows. Me and my wife, we love anything with Christmas. Um, holiday baking shows, uh, Guy's Grocery. And sometimes you'll watch it and you'll go, man, two of those cooks, they they were just bad that day. You know, they're all good or they wouldn't be on the show. Um, but they're just bad that day. And then you watch the episodes. Like today I watched one and it was all four in the first round were excellent. They all got praised. You couldn't find any faults, but they had to find something. And sometimes it would come down to, oh, the presentation wasn't as detailed or sharp as the other guy. And you're like, really? My food was outstanding. And because I didn't arrange it a certain way is why I lost. While other episodes, you'll see a slob. It looks terrible, but his opponents were bad. This is what, this year, I don't see that. This year, like last year, going in the first round, I thought looking at it like, oh, Brian's got this against Elijah. Brian's team was better. You know, he, he only had one more win than Elijah, but he had scored more points. He won his division. His roster looked better. And Jameis Winston had one of those freak games. And then uh, Zach Ertz kept getting the touchdowns on the Monday night game. Then the next week playing Elijah, I thought, okay, uh, I felt good. I should win this, you know. Um, I should get the, the win. Um, I outscored Elijah by like 200 points in the season. I should get the W. And... As long as Winston doesn't go off. And then Winston goes off and has a great game. And the thing was, I was excited, was Godwin was catching all the balls. Godwin was having a great first half. So whatever Winston did, my guy was doing it. So I was loving life. And then Godwin got hurt, ended up breaking his ankle or something. And Perriman comes in and took all that. So now I got nothing while Winston just took off and I ended up losing. You know, And it was just like, there was other factors too. But that's why it's like you you never know when one of these teams just goes on a run like that. And I feel like that's what's going to happen here is last year I felt like, oh, Elijah's team entering the playoffs, he was last. I picked him last. Remember, I did rank all teams to maybe win the championship. He was dead last. And I just looking at it, Mixon had a tough matchup. Mixon had been crap most of the year, had tough matchups, and he just took off. And it was the perfect storm all the way up to the championship. But – this year, I don't see anyone like that. I don't look at these teams and go, oh, okay, oh, oh, I'm playing Dino Dan in the second round. Oh, whew, that's good. You know, he only he only uh, won his division or was one of the top teams all year, um, dropped 200 points multiple times. There's nothing there. There's nothing to say. There is no easy out. All you can do is try to make your team the best you can. And this is going to be a season where I don't know if the best team wins, I think, this is like where the last team left standing, it wins. And that I know that's a cliche and that's obvious, but I really mean like, you know what I'm saying? Like the team that just had no injuries, the team that got their whole roster from start of the game to the end of the game was able to complete it. The team that had the great matchups and the perfect game script, you know, uh, I might have Derrick Henry, but if the Titans are in a shootout or not even a shootout, if they're down by a lot, like the game was uh, against the Colts, in, in the fourth quarter, Henry's not seeing the ball. That could totally swing a game. If the game is a blowout and you got um, Deshaun Watson like Brian, and now all of a sudden Watson's not getting it, and they're giving it to David Johnson, you know, or it could be something where Dino Dan's like, all right, I got Cook in a great matchup, and all of a sudden the Vikings are trailing, you know, 21 nothing in the middle of the second quarter off some turnovers or something. Cook will get the screen passes still. But they're not going to have the opportunity to just hand it off and hand it off. And the defenses are going to say, let's take away the run and make Cousins beat us. And now he's been game scripted out. And so it doesn't mean Dino Dan's team was less. It's just one of those things to where you go, if you're playing them, you're like, all right. You know, they're down by a lot. The game script is helping. The the three fumbles by the, the kickoff or the special teams is killing Dalvin Cook's chances. And you're like, 
that's when you're like, that's when Jacob said last week, he said it best. This is why he hates fantasy football. That's what drives you nuts with it. When you sit there and go, I made the right moves. I, I built this team. I really thought I had it. And if you lose because you scored 190 and the other guy scored 195, it sucks. It's tough and it sucks. We've all been there. We've all been part of that. You hate it. I've been in the, we've all lost. Well, if you've been in the playoffs, you've lost. Um, everyone has, no one's perfect in the playoffs. And so it's frustrating. So we've all had that same feeling. Uh, so this year, I think there's going to be a lot of that. I think there's going to be a lot. Um, and I'm not going to say anything's an upset. Now, if if my team doesn't lose until the playoffs, let's say I finish 12-1 and one or 11-2, and two, right? Tie the best record um, with Dino Dan for a 13-game season. And I go out after the bye week. I don't. Who's going to be the upset if if Brian snuck in and won? Right. Let's say Brian sneaks in as a wild card and he does get there. That would be an upset because that would be what if Brian wins out eight. That's still a huge difference in wins, uh, uh, different in points. But I wouldn't be shocked. Brian scored two hundred points multiple times. I wouldn't. I would. I just read his roster. He's got a great roster. So to yeah, it's just going to be. It's just going to be a wild west shootout. Every round, I think, I really think it's going to be crazy because it's going to be close to real football playoffs. It's going to be fantasy football playoffs, and we're going to have some of the best guys out there. Um, some of these rosters are so impressive that you look at it. If, I, if I'm Christian, I'm looking at my roster going, I can beat anyone this week. Let me talk about, see, man, I got to get to bed. I got to talk about Mario because he does listen to the podcast. Let's start out with why Mario is 7-2. and two. Russell Wilson, in my opinion, is why he is 7-2. and two. Russell Wilson is, I think, the number one. It says number three, but let's be honest. 40, 37, 45, 30, 42, 35. The only quarterback who's put up more 40-point games in a shorter time was Dak Prescott. He had two 50s, a 40, and then I think a 30 or 20 before he got hurt. Um, Russell Wilson is the reason why in all his games he's in shootouts. He's got the Rams. In the playoffs, he's got the Jets, the Redskins, and the Rams. So he's going to have to throw in those. The Jets, maybe not. Maybe he'll take a big lead. That might be a running back game, but I still think he's going to throw. We saw Cam Newton throw on him. That's why he's there. Ronald Jones has been a 10-point game, 9-point game. Then he jumps up to the 20s. Then even a 30-point game. The last few last week he was game scripted out. Um, so you'd like to see if he can get something back in double digits against Carolina this week. But Ronald Jones still has potential to go for 15 or 30. And then Chris Thompson, Chris Thompson, he's he's steady. You know, he's he's averaging probably seven points a game. But he did his time. Mario did he got he lost Chubb and did his time to get to this point. And now he is getting Chubb back. He will have Ezekiel Elliott back next week. And I know Zeke has been bad, right? Brian's probably rubbing his hands, laughing all the way to the bank, saying, hey, I got that second-round pick for Zeke at the perfect time. But Chubb will come back and we'll have a tough one week one. This is why, Mario, you want to get that bye week. Everything matters. But if you do play, you still got to play Chubb. But a tough week one in the playoffs at home against Baltimore. But then you're at the Giants and at the Jets, two teams that are sucky against the run. So let's say when the playoffs start now, you got a team with Russell Wilson, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick Chubb, Tyler Boyd, Brandon Cooks, or Jamison Crowder, whatever he wants to play, right? He's got uh, Cooks, and remember remember what I said, Cooks was garbage at the beginning of the year. 
Since the firing of the coach, he had zero points when uh, Butchin got fired. He had 36, 21, 16, 17. He has been probably like a wide receiver one. I want to say top 12, possibly 15. So he is legit and is staying. So you got Cooks. You got Tyler Boyd, the Bengals' number one receiver. You got Jamison Crowder, right? The Jets' number one receiver. Those are some really good weapons right there. And then they got a really good game against Seattle in the playoffs. They're good at, Seattle's terrible against the pass. Crowder will be the number one option. And then he's got Travis Kelsey. And then he's got Carr as his other quarterback in there. Let's look at Carr's playoff matchup. Oh, dude, against Indianapolis, but he's at home at Vegas. That'll be tough. Like I said, if he gets the bye week, what he's fighting for, you, you can spare yourself a tough matchup. But week 15 at home against the Chargers and week 16 at home against the Dolphins, good matchups because they're at home. He's got three straight Vegas matchups. So you got Carr, you got the Bears D, you got Boyd, Cooks, Crowder, or Shepard. He's got Kelsey. And then you throw in Zeke and Chubb and Russell Wilson MVP. Yeah, dude, that's a legit – I mean – there is no team that can – for some reason this year, I think it was with the contracts and with some trades, We teams have really built strong teams. These are real, real strong teams, and you, I can't say who's going to win. I can't. It's too, hard, it's too hard to say. Looking at my team, I'll just mention my team, I look at it and I'm very – I feel confident, as everyone should. Everyone should feel confident in their team. But it's tough not to – if Christian McCaffrey comes back and you got Mahomes, McCaffrey, Derrick Henry, Devontae Adams, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen, Dallas Goddard, and whoever I play at other quarterback, either probably Locke. It depends on the matchup, Locke or Tannehill. And I don't know what to do with the Colts defense. I played him tonight almost reluctant, but I, I can't play the Seahawks or Rams. They're both playing each other, and they're both going to do terrible. And I was glad. They got me tw- – I mean, the Colts, there's been several times. I did not play them against the Bears. They got 25. I can't remember if I played them against Cleveland. They got 29. Even a game where they gave up 27, they did so good defensively, they got 22 against the Bengals. But they are legit the top – they're the number two defense behind the Steelers, and they proved it tonight. So, so yeah, I'm confident with my team, but every team I just read – I would not be shocked if I lost, you know, because we can all say that if if I sit there and say, oh, as long as all, you know, 70 percent of my team shows up, I should win. You know, 70, 75 percent of your team shows up. Well, what if a Dino dance team, 90 percent of his team shows up, right? Everything but maybe his defensive, maybe Buda Baker gets uh, 20 points instead of 29 or 30. But everyone else goes all out. Well, then anyone he plays is going to get annihilated. So we all built the teams, right? I think. Any roster on here, if you take right now Brian's roster and go back maybe four seasons ago, he is probably a top three team in contention for the title. But right now, he's the seventh seed because you could see the teams that don't have right now are one and one and eight, one and eight, one and eight. And then Matt is three and six. But compare that to Austin, who, who Matt has scored like almost. Uh, less than 100 more than 100 points less than Austin and he's less than uh, almost 300 points than Brian. So Matt's team is only uh two games out of a playoff spot, but he's got to overcome he's got to actually win out for Matt to get in. That's why I didn't really talk much about Matt's team. He's got to win out to get into the playoffs because he can't have a tiebreaker. He's 300 points behind the next the closest playoff team that would be in. You're not going to be able to overcome 300 points 
You know, I mean, it would be a miracle. I can't, yeah, because Jacob's not going to not score. Brian's going to not score. We just read their rosters. So realistically, it's both Danny's, Jacob, Christian, Mario, Steve, and then you have Brian and possibly Austin. But I think with the trade, Austin still has, he got Burrow, stepped down from Mahomes, obviously. McCaffrey wasn't even playing this week with injury and who knows about next week. So nothing's changed there. He actually gained Drake and Taylor. I don't know if he'll play any of them, but um, Austin might be sailing it in, but he still has a chance, you know, if he wants to go out and try to still win. He's still got Darius Leonard. He's still got talented guys there. So we'll see what he does there. But realistically, it's going to be crazy. Brian has a chance to pass Jacob. He plays them one more time. So that could be the tiebreaker when they go. If they, so let's say right now, Take that last game and let's pretend Brian won. Okay, they're both 5-5. Five and five. Uh, I, Jacob beat him the first time. So then they would split the, the regular season series, one game apiece. So that would be for division. But for playoffs, it does not matter. If they were just playoffs, it's all about one game apiece. It's about points scored. Brian's 70 points behind. So Brian has to either make up 70 points in the next four games or he has to win he has to get two more wins than, or one more win than Jacob and then beat him himself. So it, it's a huge possibility and it's a big streak. Brian's made the playoffs uh, seven straight years. He's seven for seven. He's the only guy in league history to be in the playoffs his entire league career. So from a show I was hoping to do 15 minutes, uh, looks like I've done 49 minutes. So I need to get going. Um, you guys have a great Friday. Uh, a blessed Friday. Um, enjoy, enjoy your day. Enjoy your evening. Be safe, and I will be looking forward to getting off work Saturday sometime. Who knows when? And then in getting ready to just enjoy my Saturday night with the kids. We play the villains board game, or maybe we'll play Roblox with Eric's kids, Aiden and Holly. I do play Roblox with them now. I got into it. It's pretty fun. Some of the games. Um, so I. I Enjoying my Saturday evening and getting, and then I will be incredibly excited for Sunday because it is football day. Um, watch uh, Jack Hibbs in the morning on the phone, watch a little football, actually watch football day. And then my grandson will be here. So I am looking forward to a very fun weekend. I hope you guys all have fun uh, plans and stuff to keep busy and enjoying life that God has blessed us with. So have a good night. Have a good uh, Friday, good Saturday, Sunday. Talk to you guys later. Bye.